Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, all mission control decant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. While many folks may be sunning on the beach or spelunking in their favorite uh, cavern system over the weekends, we are hard at work in various strange corners of our fair metropolis of Atlanta, chasing down the strange stories that do not make it to a lot of mainstream news outlets. We call this strange news. We do it every week. It runs the gamut. Uh, Today, we're going to uh, run into something that fascinates me about the natural world. We're going to run into organized crime abroad, uh, both in Turkey and in El Salvador. And Gentlemen, if you're okay with it, I'd like us to start with El Salvador today. This is sort of breaking news. It's an ongoing story. Yeah, definitely. Let's start there. But I do want to know from everyone out there, how many of you actually went spelunking over the weekend? Like, seriously, that is such a cool activity. More of us should be doing it. I'm hoping that at least a few of you can write to us with an experience. That's that's the cave one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like in that movie, The Descent, only maybe minus the bloodthirsty, cannibalistic uh, underground 
humanoid dwellers. Chuds? Maybe. The the cavern systems of the world are surprisingly unexplored because it's pretty dangerous to go down there. In fact, cave diving is the uh, the more extreme of those sports. But yeah, Matt, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm a big fan of cave exploration and would uh would love to get uh would love to get back down there soon. But you know, it's always like a hole to do. Uh, especially if you want to go to the cool parts. You have to wait till the cavern closes. You gotta hide. You gotta have all your stuff. And of course you have to be armed because of those descendants. Uh we're not telling you to break into caves. Yeah. That's how we should start. <laughs> that's that's no. what we should make clear uh for everyone but also to be clear they could be ascendants i mean who knows yeah they could you know it maybe it depends on the outlook do you see yourself as an ascendant or descendant (laughs) (laughs) do you see the glass of your evolution half full or half empty (laughs) uh story for another day today folks fellow conspiracy realists breaking news uh over the weekend a 51 year old man named Hugo Ernesto Osorio Chavez, a retired police officer in that country, was detained earlier this month on suspicion of murdering a woman and her daughter. He had previously been investigated for sex crimes that had not stuck uh, for any, you could argue this is for any number of reasons. Of course, the more cynical of us in the audience will say uh, corruption had to be involved, right? Perhaps there was that line of blue silence and um, uh, inherent aversion to prosecuting one of their own. But he confessed to killing these two people. As always, uh, Chavez's neighbors described him as, you know, a quiet person, implying that he didn't really mess with anyone that he generally kept to himself. And around 11 p.m. on May 7th, as reported by the Washington Post and La Prensa Grafica, uh, a 26-year-old woman named Jacqueline Lima ran out of Chavez's home pleading for help uh, before the policeman allegedly killed her and her mother, Mirna Lima, who's 57. And... Lima had given Osario Chavez seven grand, the U.S. equivalent, to take her brother to the U.S. This is per the grandfather. So that's the mother and the daughter who were killed. The boy's body was one of two that were found inside a septic tank. Uh, And so far, Chavez hasn't been charged in connection with those two murders, but it seems to be on the way. Forensic teams searched his house and they discovered at least seven pits containing bodies, some uh, which may have been buried as long as two years ago. As we record, the excavations are underway. Prosecutors have issued arrest warrants for nine other suspects on the belief that they may have acted as accomplices. Uh, These suspects include other former cops, and uh, traffickers, human traffickers, and former soldiers as well. This is pretty This is pretty insane, and it's strange that it's not making the rounds more in Western news, given the breakthroughs in genetic research that allow us to hunt down killers and also allow us to bring some peace to uh, the relatives of cold case victims. And right now, like as we're recording this, there are dozens and dozens of people in El Salvador 
who are wondering whether their missing relatives could be, you know, whether their remains could be in this charnel house. Had you guys heard about this at all? When it, I think it broke in the West over the weekend, but it'd been going on for a few days. Yeah, it popped in my newsfeed and it was a little confusing because it was coinciding with a few other things that were happening in El Salvador that I just had my ear to the ground about. And mm. I, I couldn't believe when I actually got this full story, the one from The Guardian, I think this is the one, at least the one that I'm thinking about. Um, yeah, it just, it it reminds me of some of the other instances that we've looked at before with an uncaught serial killers mm-hmm. where where all of a sudden you know in somebody's backyard like this just the bodies are found and in the connection to police is really astounding and, and terrifying actually well, um, yeah but, but think about think about suspects like uh joseph james d'angelo right former security guard former police officer i believe yeah. the result the the problem is that you know, in the course of that profession, individuals will receive training that can, you know, be reverse engineered to teach you how to not get caught. But this guy, some of the chatter I'm hearing is arguing that he that he was doing uh, hits for hire, but then also at a personal love. So a couple of these were passion projects. There, there are. The the story gets told in kind of a reductive way. I think part of that is because, you know, people don't hear about El Salvador all the time in the Western news, right, or in the U.S. It's a pretty small country. The population's about 6.7 million. Uh, this is being tied in the media with the ongoing problem in Central South America as well as Mexico with what's called femicide. Uh, the intentional murder of women or people identifying as women. And there was something else that happened, Matt, that muddied the waters a little bit more. In Mexico this week, a 72-year-old man was arrested as a suspected serial killer. So maybe, maybe that's where parts of my understanding got crossed as I'm like reading some of these stories back to back. Yeah, um, that, that story is messed up too. Uh, from... The way I understand it, uh, the killer in Mexico was not captured as part of an investigation. A woman that he would later go on to kill, maybe his last victim, sent a text to her husband saying she was going to do a quick errand at the house of the man who later turned up to be the killer. And when she didn't make it back, the guy, uh, there's a police officer, went to the house, asked for her. Killer lied to him, said she wasn't there. He waits another day. He comes back and he asks again. He's getting a spidey sense. He feels like something's mm-hmm. off. So he gets into the house. He enters the house and he unfortunately uh, finds the cadaver of his wife in the kitchen table. Some of her limbs have been removed. Jeez. Jesus yeah. Christ. And this is, this is strange because being a police officer, not only is this guy in Mexico restrained the killer, he calls for backup. And that's like the only way they would have caught him ever. And can you imagine? I I have a difficult time imagining the self control involved. You know what I mean? Oh and my I, god! I think many of us listening now, you know, you have to you have to seriously ask yourself: Would you have that level of self control? I don't know many people who would. Yeah, that's definitely a 
what's in the box situation. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oof, God. And this might be the waters, but at the same time, here in El Salvador, got this uh, this other guy. And it looks like, from sources reporting in El Salvador, it looks like the story being told in the West is a little bit reductive because he did allegedly get paid to kill people. There was a high level of organization. And apparently, his passion project was involved targeting children on social media and then murdering them. So there's a lot of crime. This is on a completely different level, sort of how the Iceman was a serial killer, but also a successful professional hitman. Uh, the, the news that because this guy, Chavez, apparently he attempted to kill himself. He attempted to slash his wrist before he could be taken in. But he did survive, right? Uh, yeah, he, he confessed those two murders. Um, at this point, prosecutors believe the victims may include children as young as two uh, he, Chavez himself is currently alive, but Western sources couldn't get in touch with him or his lawyer for a con- comment because, you know, he'll have an appointed lawyer. Uh, but it looks like there's much more to this story. You know, that's, that's the thing that I think, well, any loss of life is a tragedy, but that's the thing that makes this one especially abhorrent. There were people working with him for a number of years, which means that there is conspiracy inherent, which means that our next question has to be, you know, how far up does it go? Up the, how far up the chain does it go, right? Like in True Detective, one of the reasons, and that's a work of fiction, obviously, but one of the reasons prosecution was so unsuccessful was because of the powerful ties that the murderers had with local and state-level government. And in the Detroit affair in Belgium, one of the reasons that 30,000 people marched in the street was because they were certain that it wasn't just a single sick individual committing these crimes. It was a network. There were fingers on a hand, and there were some powerful fingers on that hand. And this, you know, stories like this, I hope it doesn't become exploited. I hope it doesn't, I mean, it'll inevitably become some, like 2020 will do a story or or there may be a documentary, but this is something, you know, I think all three of us can agree. This is something that we think about a lot outside of our show. Uh, We've worked on a number of true crime shows separately. And is that a consideration that you guys have when you're working on a true crime show, like how to tell the story without being exploitative? Well, sure. I mean, how how to tell the story without being exploitative and also how to, you know, treat it like the dramatic piece of, you know, content that it needs to be and also give respect to everybody and not be too, like, leading people on or too false cliffhangery kind of. It is a delicate balance for sure. And so just a few more details. Again, this story is ongoing. I would highly recommend uh, checking out the earlier piece on the Daily Beast uh, that needs that has allowed me to give some more updates. It it was originally two pits, but ultimately they found eight separate pits. And they believe there could be more than a dozen bodies in each of the pits. The prosecutor leading the investigation believes the these attacks hinged on uh, sexual violence uh, and that there may have been a sex and murder ring involved. So again, 
conspiracy. And this is not just people talking on some internet forum. This is, uh, these come from statements of people like the police chief, Mauricio Ariza Chicas. Uh, and he also confirmed that they were finding people on social media and seeking them out and luring them with what he says was, quote, the American dream. As it stands now, this crime scene investigation is not going to be, it's going to take at least a month. There are simply so many people involved. So I don't want to say too much more about it other than be safe if you or loved ones reside in El Salvador. I'd love to hear more about how people are reporting the story and what you think is going to happen and uh, what, what locals think about this and what it means for the future. This occurred in Chalchulpa, which is about 50 miles away from San Salvador. Uh, so let us know. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com, 1-833-STD-WYTK. We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. 
your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back with some insect-related news, some some wildlife we're going to talk about today. Um, guys, we have talked several times in the past about these fruiting funguses that can infect ants, for example, and it's essentially like a um, parasitic fungus that infects certain creatures and causes them to act against their own best interest. Um, there are all kinds of examples of this in nature, um, but these fungal ones are particularly grisly because they're called uh, fruiting bodies, right? Um, so essentially a fungus gets inside the creature um, being infected and grows out of their of them, their their heads and ants, for example, um, and it actually in the ants, uh, one of the, the the cordyceps, I believe, is that one where it causes these ants to climb up tall grass, uh, and then the fruited bodies kind of like go out further to essentially make them taller and make them more easily consumed by uh, predators um, who are then also infected, uh, and it causes the propagation of these of fungi. Um, this one is, has got a lot of interesting twists. Um, so we here in Georgia are very familiar with cicadas. They're those little critters that, uh, leave behind these fully, um, you know, formed exoskeletons on trees that are really cool. Actually, I have a friend who's a metal worker who was able to take one of those and forge it into a piece of jewelry, which is pretty cool and managed to not destroy it. You can make like a wax mold out of it. But, um, the, it turns out that cicadas, uh, particularly, um, the, uh, genus called Magic Cicada, which I think is actually an electronic music group out of Atlanta called Magic Cicada. Um, it really applies. Uh, it's very appropriate in this particular story. Um, they have a really, really bizarre life cycle. Um, we are approaching fast uh, the end of a life or actually a, a very key moment in the life cycle of these creatures. Um, they actually spend about 17 years uh, underground approximately like 13 to 17 years, I believe underground, um, where they grow into adolescence and then they emerge on mass, like from the soil, uh, just, you know, millions and millions of these things, billions even. Um, and we are about to see that. And this is, uh, what's being described or, uh, cataloged as brood X, the X is apparently just a Roman, num Roman numeral 10, but it makes it sound really cool um, when we go into like the, the rest of the details of this particular um, kind of, I guess, class of, of cicadas. So when they emerge, they are emerging specifically to spawn or to, to mate. Female cicadas uh, rub their wings together in a certain way that creates a certain sound. We know that sound very well. And then male cicadas are attracted by that and they mate um, kind of willy nilly with these uh, the female cicadas that are that are making these sounds. Um, well, uh, this particular group of cicadas, um, something a little different going on. There has been uh, essentially a fungus, like I was talking about, uh, called Massaspora. 
that is actually laced with uh, the same chemical that you find in psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin. And it also produces certain compounds found in the amphetamine cathinone, which uh, was in the news years ago um, because of people doing things like eating faces and just going generally insane um, on something called bath salts that was uh, available for a brief period of time in your local, you know, weed store or like head shop or whatever you want to call it uh, back then. So this, in addition to the psilocybin, is present in the soil and in these uh, in this fungi and the fungi infects the cicadas, the male cicadas. Uh, and then when they emerge, um, a little bit of time passes and essentially these uh, fruiting bodies start to kind of burst out of the uh, midsection of, of the abdomen of the cicadas. It also, because of the psilocybin and because of all these other things that are at play, they're already really, you know, ready to ready to mingle. You know, they're they're super. Uh, the whole purpose of their emergence is to procreate. But because of these added substances, they are essentially horny to the point of mania. They are so uh, ready to mate and and just absolutely ravenous with uh, you know desire. I guess if we're going to anthropomorphize a little bit, um, that they they can just it, it increases their longevity. They can just go and go and go like Energizer Bunny style. Um, but here's the problem: that fruiting body that emerges, it actually causes their genitals to drop off. So they're really really into the idea of mating, and they do it ravenously. But it's to no end. It's like, you know, banging two sticks together or something. There's, there's no purchase. It doesn't go anywhere because there's nothing there. Uh, not only that, it gets in their heads, for lack of a better term or way to describe it, and it causes the male cicadas to rub their wings together like female cicadas. So they're attracting uh, healthy male cicadas who then engage in... C- you know, coitus, I guess, copulation with these um, mangled uh, and can very confused and highly um, uh, randy uh, male cicadas, uh, and it infects them. So uh, it's it's a whole thing, man. It certainly is a thing. I'm a little confused. I'm reading an article on Vice, and I'm a little confused about some of the reporting because I guess I don't know enough about the anatomy of these insects because it's describing how the lower part of their abdomen is the part that ends up getting you know removed mm-hmm. with the fungal fungal budding occurring in that same space. But they are able to, uh, I you know, to mate or the they go through the motions of mating, I That's suppose. Right. Yep. The the thing that was puzzling to me is that Vice is saying that this fungus is sexually transmitted. So I'm wondering if it's similar to castration in that the, I don't even know how to put this in insect terms, but the cells needed to actually procreate are gone, but the maybe instrument used to the instrument used to procreate is still there? Well, essentially, I mean, the fungus is replacing the instrument used to procreate. It fills up the same space. It, it, it acts, it, it almost like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a stand-in for the genitals. The genitals fall off, but then this fruited body protrudes out. So it's oh. like, you know, you can get herpes without having penetrative intercourse, 
you can get it just from like shedding, like, you know, cells shedding or whatever. So you can, you know, even if it comes in contact with the genitals, you can still get the disease. You don't necessarily have to go through the full process of, of mating, you know, if that wow. makes sense. Um, so that's what's happening. It's essentially going to cause this, you know, absolute feeding frenzy. Um, and not to mention that they're also, this is going to be the largest group of these insects to emerge um, during one of these cycles in a long, long time. We're talking about, I saw trillions um, at the very least billions. And apparently uh, Maryland is where it's going to be the densest. So I saw a figure of something like 1.5 million cicadas per square mile. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to be a thing to behold. Um, and, and again, the, these creatures, their only purpose is to mate. They, they live underground for the, the, the majority of their life cycle. Once they successfully mate, I guess in the same way that a bee, when it stings you, it dies, um, they drop dead. They have fulfilled their life's mission, which is to create more of themselves, uh, to create more of themselves. And that's also what this fungus wants. So I just think it's such an interesting story because it's like it's such an example of like the absolute uh, ferocity of the kind of like uh, uh, the goal of nature, which is to make more of itself, you know, like 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 a disease, like cancer, like anybody that if you want to boil everything down to like the basest concerns of, of life, it's to make more of itself. Uh, even if it's something that's absolutely destructive, um, like this uh, fungus is. Wow, Ben, have you have you um, had much experience with uh, the life cycle of the cicada? Uh, and, and it's something that we certainly hear. Uh, you can't avoid it. Just being outside on a summer night in Georgia, um, but I, I certainly was not aware of the kind of dire uh, and kind of nihilistic uh, uh, life cycle of these creatures. It's interesting because the well, we're talking about, I guess the. Fancy name would be periodical cicadas because they come out. We're talking 17 year cycle cicadas this time around. Uh, there are also 13 year cycle cicadas. Um, a lot of my previous research on these sorts of mind controlling parasites from Toxoplasmosis gondii to uh, cordyceps and other things, uh, a lot of it's centered on my fascination with their specificity of right. evolution because they are, uh, the, because Massapora cicadina uh, specifically only infects those 13 and 17 year periodical cicadas, which makes you wonder uh, what else, like what it does for those other years. We know it's, we know it's life cycle is, is crazy, but it's, it's like, um, it's like those Halloween stores in a way, right? because right. for the majority of, uh, you know, it's life cycle, if that's the year of a Halloween store, it's, it's dormant. It doesn't become active. It moves when the cicadas move. And the thing is, a lot of these poor cicada guys are doomed before they even come out as adults. It starts, it's like a cradle to the grave thing for real, because they get infected by fungal spores as they're digging into the uh, ton the soil surface days before they emerge as adults. So I guess the important part to put out here is it's not as if they emerge normal and healthy and then get infected immediately. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're called, uh, who was it? I think it was Angie Massius described these as salt shakers of death once they get infected and they're exactly. knocking their fungal spores against everybody. 
Yeah, Salt Shakers of Death is 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 fabulous. And um there's a really good quote from uh Elizabeth Barnes um from Purdue University in West Lafayette. Uh and she's talking to live science and she said funguses in the genus Massaspora affect many different species of cicada, but Massaspora cicadina is specialized to the periodical cicada genus Magic Cicada, like you were saying, Ben. Um so it's really fascinating. Uh, she goes on to say this species of fungus is actually the only pathogen or predator that specializes on periodical cicadas. Its life cycle lines up pretty neatly to the cicadas. Most of the time in the insect world, any given species of insect will have many any organisms that specialize on eating or infecting them. It's very unusual for a whole genus of insect to have only one of these. So it's fascinating on multiple levels. Um, not to mention the way humans potentially might uh, engage with this situation. There's uh, talk of potentially eating these insects, which we know that's kind of becoming a little bit uh, in vogue or has been for, for many years. But sources of protein have kind of been limited to things like chickens and pigs and and cows, you know, in the West. And that's largely because of, you know, colonization and stuff, whereas like a lot of indigenous uh, people have, have eaten insects for, you know, centuries, um, like grasshoppers, which are still popular in uh, in Mexico, for example, like as uh, in, uh, extra filling in tacos or even like that being like just the staple, like you can get like a a, a grasshopper taco or a grasshopper um, based dish. Um, so the idea is if you eat one of these, you might have an altered state kind of experience because it is really the same thing that is in uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Um, of course, the experts are warning against doing this because this, after all, is a, a pathogen um, and you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, but it, it is interesting, of course, uh, to, to see how uh, industrious human species is in, in trying to get high. Feels like you could, uh, if you were so inclined, build some kind of cicada mating trap to get all of the... Uh horny tripping cicadas into it and then hey there you go you've got a drug empire on your hands huh? <laughs> sort yeah. of a fire island for cicadas yeah, yeah. Get away. i heard it described also as like a burning man situation for cicadas and uh there's another researcher named matt casson who's an associate professor of forest pathology and mycology at west virginia university and he uh he said that don't worry too much about the cicadas themselves they're not in any pain uh, he says, everybody's having a good time while they're infected, so I don't imagine there's much pain. Maybe a desire to listen to the Grateful Dead or something like that, but no pain. Waka, waka, waka. Um, yeah, and then the the Vice article that, that you mentioned, uh, Matt, goes on to talk about this idea of eating these. And then there was a, um, a quote they, they grabbed from The Guardian um, talking to, to Kassin again, and he said, there's always a risk in eating cicadas pump-filled with amphetamine." He said uh, that was just one of a thousand compounds we found in the cicadas, and we don't know what those other compounds are capable of doing to humans. So tread lightly when when looking for you know, foraging for psychedelic cicadas. Yes, and nothing on this show should ever be taken as medical advice. You know that. Uh, so don't eat cicadas. That's what we're saying officially. Uh, and that Vice article also has a link to a 2020 video that they produced about this very thing that was occurring in the population that emerged last year and it's actually got an animation of what it looks like when the lower abdomen falls off in that fungal plug kind of exists. Mm -hmm. It really does. The whole back end really does fall off and this plug exists just right at the top of the cicada. Uh, it's fascinating to see it that way. I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, 
I assume that it is at least somewhat representative of what occurs. Worth looking at if well, you have any questions in your mind after we talked about it. I, I also saw a kind of a, there's a study. Um, there, there are quite a few um, called one of them is called behavioral betrayal, how select fungal parasites enlist living insects to do their bidding. And one of the researchers uh, is named Brian Lovett. And he was also quoted in, in several of these pieces, just talking about in general, how the cicada isn't acting in its own interest. It is acting in the interest of the fungus to propagate it. Um, and there was a diagram in that study that kind of shows the life cycle and how this process happens. It really does happen underground, like you were saying, Ben, and the ones that don't get infected because of the soil or wherever they are, you know, brooded up. Um, that's the whole goal is to infect as many of them as possible. So the infected ones will then seek out the non-infected ones because mm. they are uh, essentially rewired to behave like female cicadas. So keep an ear out if you're in the Maryland area uh, or really anywhere. Um, it's, it's around 15 states or so you know, up the Eastern seaboard. Uh, and we're going to definitely have a ton of them here. Um, but it should be a sight to behold. I wonder if what it's going to, I mean, you don't really ever see them cause they're in the trees. They do all this mating stuff in the trees. So you really just hear all that sound. Uh, and that's, you know, the sound of, of, uh, basically a psychedelic orgy. And just to speak directly to you, uh, parents who decided to build a giant tree house this year over the summer, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. It just wasn't, it just wasn't the year for it. So let's keep an eye on this and an ear out for uh, this uh, absolute feeding frenzy that's going to go on. And um, we'll take a quick break and be back with some more strange news. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back, and we're taking a journey over to the country of Turkey. We're going to begin by reading a New York Times article, or at least mentioning a New York Times article, titled, Claims from an Organized Crime Boss Rock Turkey's Government. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to give you, this is what I wrote down, and I believe this comes from the article. In a series of videos over two weeks, this person that we're going to talk about who was uh, found guilty in 2007 of organized criminal activity and is wanted again by the Turkish police, has flung accusations of rape, drug dealing, and suspicious deaths against officials close to President Erdogan. And that is uh, the president of Turkey, by the way. Okay. (laughs) He's he's very much a president. Well, I mean, he was prime minister for a good long while there in the early 2000s, and now he's president. And I think uh, I think he wishes to see his reign continue on for at least a few years mm-hmm. so they can hit that 100 year mark for Turkey and he can be celebrated as that guy. But uh, there's a weird situation going on in Turkey right now. And this one organized crime boss or, you know, mafia boss as he's been uh, referred to in a lot of different places. He's an interesting character. We're going to talk about him, uh, and I would caution anyone from making fun of his name. Uh, His name is Sedat Peker, P-E-K-E-R. It is, in English, looks like Pecker, uh, but it it is not that. I just had a Uh, tiny little scoff. I'm not going to, and I'm going to leave it at that. I've got my giggles out. Thank you for for setting that up. It doesn't have a C, though. It's just P. It doesn't have the C, but it is. It's still. It's still. If you look at it, it childishly looks that way. Uh, but we're getting that out of our system. Not to be confused with uh, the other Turkish crime lord, Sedet uh, Wiener King. <laughs> totally different the... guy. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go through this. I'm going to read you how this person, Sedat. Pekar is described by various news outlets. You ready? Uh, according to Al Monitor, AL Monitor, uh, he is 49 years old and he's been at the intersection of media, politics, and Islamist networks for over a decade now. And the media outlet Arab News describes him as a quote ultra nationalist Turkish mafia leader now living in Dubai. So in the Arab Emirates. And according to Al Monitor again. He, quote, gained national fame in 2016 when he threatened to bathe in the blood of so-called peace academics. This is a group of people who had signed this thing called the Academics for Peace Initiative, and he declared them terrorists. And uh, there was a criminal criminal case that was brought against him for those accusations and those threats, but he was acquitted. 
And then here is my favorite one. This is again from Al Monitor. I hope I'm saying that right. Maybe it's AL Monitor. I think it's Al Monitor. Um, there's a professor of national security affairs at the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California, named Ryan Gingeris or Gingeris. He he uh, is quoted in this Al Monitor article as saying. Pecker has made the headlines for his activities in the last decade, but we really don't know what he really does. What are his businesses or who he is for that matter? And it's a very interesting thing. As I'm going through a ton of articles to try and read more about this person, there really is almost nothing. Like, is he someone who's overseeing some kind of drug empire, some kind of weapons running you know, system, some, uh, what, like what other thing is it, what organized crime is he the head of that makes him a mafia quote boss that then makes him such a prominent figure because he's been, he's had photographs taken with very famous people mm-hmm. in public places doing public things as though he's a prominent figure of some sort. But, uh, there's a lot of mystery about him still. Sounds almost like could be tied up with uh, state level actors. Like there might be, some gun running money or some intelligence agencies. But it it is really weird because even if you're a high profile enough criminal to escape to another place, like when he fled to Romania, I believe, uh, even if you're that high profile, not well off, it's still rare for you to be visited by politicians in that country. Right. Yes. There's so much to get into with this guy and the, the things that he is both alleging and like the people that he just like Ben said rubs elbows with. So this is what's been happening. He has been posting multiple hour long videos on his YouTube channel. Okay. And we're, we're, I think there are five in total videos of this kind that he has posted thus far as we're recording this. Uh, But he's been making allegations against so many high level people in Turkey that it's just astounding. Um, You may ask, well, what is he alleging? Could it really be that bad? Uh, Yes. So according to the New York Times, he has uh, accused or he has said that the government has been involved with the illegal seizure of a marina by a government insider. And then they ended up using that marina that they took over, essentially, specifically for drug trafficking. So state sponsored drug drug trafficking. He is accused one individual and a few other people of being associated with this individual of uh, murdering a woman or at least blaming them for the death of a woman who filed a, a sexual assault complaint against a very high level uh, lawmaker within the sitting government. So uh, Erdogan's people, essentially, Um He even is talking about some crimes that he says he did himself or his organization carried out, but but they were done at the request of a high level lawmaker or politician within the standing government right now. Um, And it's including like physical, like actual physical assault of people. So like, hey, we need you or your your heavies to go in and take care of some stuff, make sure this person isn't going to do what they're planning on doing. It's pretty intense stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, and remember that whole thing we talked about in 2016. It's something that he 
said publicly that he's going to bathe in the blood of all these academics, he yeah. alleges that that's one of the things that he was asked to do or, you know, compensated uh, to do in some way or another. I see. That makes sense. I mean, Turkey is is always been in a really strange and unique position, right? Even Even before the rise of the Ottoman Empire, it was seen as fairly or unfairly, the bridge between the East and the West, right? Asia and Europe. Mm-hmm. And Erdogan is very, very conscious of that idea. And it's something that motivates his geopolitical activities, right? But also, um, the issue is that for a number of years, uh, his opponents will argue that he has been losing power. He made what some saw as a bit of a devil's bargain in 2016 when he got support from the nationalist movement, which includes some old networks of people associated with organized crime. You know, in addition to far-right nationalists, uh, he was trying to build this political coalition, shore up domestic uh, support. And for a guy who made, who became so well-known pre-2016 for cleaning up those networks that have been around for a long, long time, it seems that maybe, and this is not me saying it, maybe it's his opponent saying it, maybe he turned into the monster he was hunting, you know? Ooh, this is possible. This is very possible. Well, that's what Pecker thinks. <laughs> Pecker, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> Pecker is, uh, yeah, he's got a, an automatic weapon, an assault rifle full of whatever these... Uh, <laughs> Truth bombs that he's sending out. Huh, he's right. just letting them fly. And and by the way, his videos are getting millions and millions and millions of views. I think one of them had four to five million uh, when I last checked it. If you're an English speaker and you can understand us, maybe you won't be able to understand what he's saying. But you can, through YouTube, get the subtitles auto-translated by Google. It's Ooh. clunky, like really clunky. But you should be able to understand some of the statements. And then you can match that up with some of the reporting that's happening. Because for each of these videos, there are stories being written about it in English that you'll be able to to read. And you can get the gist, too, uh, yeah. from, from those automated translations. But you should, I think if you dig in the right places, you can find uh, slightly better transcription attempts. Just, uh, I, I would say Reddit might be your friend for some of those spots. I'm, I can't remember for where sure. I saw them. I would recommend Arab News. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, the Turkish Minute has some really interesting write-ups. Mm-hmm. That Al A L Dash Monitor has some great stuff written in there. And by the way, there's so many allegations we're not going to be able to talk about all of them right now. But Ben Noel, I don't know if it's worth it. I think it would be probably to go through kind of this saga to see the future of Turkey, like what's happening right now. What do oh, these yeah. allegations actually mean? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Because we can look back in the 90s to, I think it was 90, 95 or 96, I think it was 96, when there was a journalist that was shot dead in their, like, right in front of their house. And there's a scandal that occurred because it appears that it was done somehow in conjunction with state actors and organized crime, organized criminals. Uh, and then there was this car crash that occurred where again, like a, a state actor and an organized crime member were like found in a car where there's a bad car crash. And there's the links between the state and 
these organized criminals, it's very closely knit. It seems to be connected very closely. And that's one of the things that's it's driven the need and the want for change in Turkey for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, it, and like you said, Ben, it appears that the transformation is now complete to the thing that they didn't want to be. Uh, yeah. And uh, Turkish police, not to be outdone, I think just arrested Sadat's brother. Yeah. Uh, in, in what is clearly not retaliation. It's just that they suddenly had a new lead on a botched mission to kill a, uh, a journalist and peace activist uh, 25 years ago. I think that might be the thing I'm mentioning right here. Uh, 1996. Right, right. So 1996. Um, Sadat makes claims that at least two investigative journalists were uh, targeted, right? Ugur mm-hmm. Mumtu and Kutlu Adali. And Adali, I believe, is the person uh, we're, we're talking about now. He was the one who was shot dead in front of his house. Uh, but after, it's just interesting to me that after Sadat says all these things, his brother gets arrested for one of the assassination attempts that he himself described. Right. And um, there's this, there's this whole other thing that's, I think, a little more tabloidy than anything else, but there's a rivalry between some high-level officials and Pekar because, because law enforcement officials raided one of his homes, I believe, in Turkey, and Pekar didn't like how it was handled because that's where his wife and, I believe, children or child, they both lived there, and there were... There were statements made about his wife's underwear drawer, and it was this cultural taboo where male uh, law enforcement officers went through his wife's, I guess, underwear drawer rather than having a female officer do that. Um, And it became a big point of contention. I just thought it was interesting. I don't know if it's even worth mentioning, but it's almost like just an insult to him on purpose. That's what it feels like. And it's uh, also. It's sort of a PR move because it makes that person uh, appear to be weaker, right, in the eyes of the public. You could be someone who's on the fence about which side you might choose, and then you'll say, well, I would never let, insert, you know, spouse or daughter or female relative here have some goons rifle through their stuff. Yeah. If I can, if I would object to that, then what makes this guy so powerful? He couldn't even stop it, you know? Yeah, why would he run away to some other country and let that happen? That's an interesting point. Uh, I, I want to jump right back to the Al Monitor really fast, just to give you guys something to think about. This this made my wheels spin here. There was a senior bureaucrat, according to the outlet, uh, from the security establishment who spoke to them uh, anonymously. Mm-hmm. And here's the quote. Pekar does not need to reveal all that he knows. All he needs to do is signal what he knows. Right? So like that alone is something we've talked about on this show a lot. When there's when there are these signals being put out by countries, by state powers, state actors, signaling something that maybe the general population has no idea what we're talking about, what they're talking about, but somebody somewhere <laughs> that also has control of some power, knows exactly what they're mentioning or talking about. Um, and that's all it needs to do. That the, the whole objective is to get that one group of people mm-hmm. to hear those words and then they, they get it. And they'll uh, step I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, they'll step differently, right? Like that's um, a trashy celebrity version of that would be when 
disgraced actor Kevin Spacey started putting out YouTube videos that were super cryptic, you know, and looked like they were somehow trying to send a signal of some sort, but to whom? We do not know because the message was not intended for us. Interesting fact, though, Matt, you know, this, whenever I hear stories like this, my first question is always, where is this person shacking up now? Who is protecting them, right? This guy can get his own protection. I assume he has the money, the influence, and the means, even in the incredibly cutthroat world, sometimes literally cutthroat world of organized crime. But from what I understand, he's currently, he's making these videos from Dubai, yeah? Mm -hmm. So is he good with the rulers of Dubai? Uh, Sheikh uh, Rashid Al Maktoum. He must be. He must be good with them. He must be good with somebody in Turkey, because his YouTube oh, channel is available. In, oh, somebody in Turkey. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. because his YouTube channel is available everywhere still. It hasn't mm -hmm. been taken down. He hasn't been banned. He hasn't been. You know, these videos haven't been removed or made private. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, millions of they're getting millions of views. So I don't know. He's in with somebody or just nobody's noticed somehow until all this reporting is coming through. And we'll see if something occurs this week. <laughs> and Erdogan's going, what is YouTube? <laughs> somebody tell me about this YouTube. So this this person that was quoted in Al Monitor, this the security establishment official who's anonymous. This is the end of that quote. When mafia leaders become visible in the public eye, it's time for crucial reshuffling among the top cadre. Erdogan will turn the tables to his own benefit with Pekar's words. I see that Pekar is still serving the state. That's an interesting statement, right? He's still serving the state in some way. Because a lot of these allegations go back to him working directly with the government to do things that the a government body would not be able to do or, or a law enforcement agency wouldn't be able to do. And before anybody gets high and mighty about it, let us point out that the U.S. government has done the same thing with the mob. That's it's just true. I just think it's, a, it's very much a glasshouse situation. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And with freedom fighters, freedom fighters right. across countries, right, across the world, um, same, same kind of deal. A weird situation, and today is the first time I really looked into it. So I'm, I'd like to learn more with everybody else, with you. So let's. I think we should do that. And why wait? Why hold up on ceremony, huh? Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you are a resident of Turkey, if you are a resident of El Salvador, if you live in an area like us that uh, may be home to cicada invasions and or orgies. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts about these events. And Matt, I'm with you. I'd be especially interested to hear people, uh, people's thoughts on the future of Turkey over the mid to long term. Uh, we try to make it easy to find us on the internet. We're all over it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the hits, conspiracy stuff, uh, conspiracy stuff shows some derivative thereof. If you do not care for social media, completely get it. And we have your back. You can also contact us through our handy dandy phone number. That's right. Call one eight three three stdwytk You'll hear Ben uh, do his uh, greeting. Uh, and after you hear that, um, leave a message. Uh, try to keep it to around three minutes. Uh, you get cut off if you don't. Um, and, uh, you'll, you know, it'll still exist, but then you'll have to leave another one. And then it 
becomes a whole organizational thing on our end to keep up with them. So it's super helpful to keep it to three. And if you have something that you want to talk about to us that's a little more long-winded, uh, write us an email. A good old-fashioned one, in fact. Hey, 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 wait a second. Before you do that, Noel, I want everybody out there to know, if you play Magic the Gathering Arena on iOS, come and find me. And conspiracy stuff on there. <laughs> And I want to play magic with you. Find me. <laughs> but, 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 but what about the email, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The email is conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.